People of the world, hello and welcome to Marketing as a Foreign Language, episode 108. Ted Cruz yelling at Twitter CEO Jack Dorsey. Ooh, okay. Who the hell elected you? Are some of the words being spoken in today's politic. We're going to take a look at the back and forth between Dorsey and Congress people. Using CNN.com, FoxNews.com, Vox.com, and News.Yahoo.com to try to get something representing all sides, if at all possible. This one's going to be a good one. Stay tuned for the analysis. Yeah, who the hell elected you, apparently. We're live, in case you're wondering. Uh, if you have any questions or comments, just type in Marketing as Foreign Language in YouTube, and boom, here you are on the show asking whatever the heck you want to ask. Now, Senator Schatz and other Democratic senators, this from CNN.com, slammed the timing of the hearing, which comes less than a week before the U.S. election. This is bullying, and it is for electoral purposes, Schatz said. Do not let the United States Senate bully you into carrying water for those who want to spread misinformation. So there is your uh, take on the left. Quote, conservatives pushed to discredit Facebook, Twitter, and Google just days before the election. They're seeing this as uh, an election-related issue, which it obviously is. Cruz angrily, according to CNN.com, went after Twitter CEO Jack Dorsey, pressing him on the platform's decision to restrict content posted by the New York Post. He concluded by shouting at Dorsey, quote, Mr. Dorsey, who the hell elected you and put you in charge of what the media are allowed to report and what the American people are allowed to hear? And why do you persist in behaving as a democratic super PAC, silencing views to the contrary of your political beliefs? So on the left, as far as I can tell, uh, we're seeing this as uh, bullying, quote, this is from Senator Schatz, and is for electoral purposes seen as a maneuver um, on the right. Now let's take a look at the right. Dorsey versus Cruz is from foxnews.com. Mr. Dorsey, who the hell elected you and put you in charge? Um, as we just read, Dorsey claimed that this was not the case. He also denied that Twitter has the ability to influence elections, a claim that Cruz derided as absurd. I was watching videos on this this morning. I think from Dorsey's perspective, the CEO of Twitter, um, he can simply say, oh, we're just a platform, we're just a neutral tech platform, and we simply, you know, in our typical operations, um, should not be um, should not be accused of uh, influencing the election, which, ugh, I don't know, I'm having a hard time buying that. Um, what we're seeing now um, in regards to the New York Post article is that uh, Dorsey said that, ah, oh, I was hacking, we thought it was hacked. And that was sort of their um, their go-to reasoning. Darcy claimed that this was not the case, right? You're testifying to this committee right now that Twitter, back to the article, when it silences people, when it censors people, when it blocks political speech, that has no impact on elections. People have choice of other communication channels, Dorsey claimed. There you go. So Esther Sassen chat writes, well, if you don't like the content, can't you leave? And that is exactly what Dorsey said here. He says, people have choice of other communication channels. If you don't like it, you can just go. This is not a direct quote. The quote is people have choice of other communication channels. And that is true. What I think 
uh, we're seeing now is this kind of weird um, sort of uh, typically on the right, you see folks arguing for the company having its own ability to do what it wants. It's a private company. Um, and that is true. Um, they can do whatever they want. Twitter um, can simply shut down um, anyone that they want to shut down. Holocaust deniers, they can shut down. They can shut down white supremacists. They can shut down um, content that 99.9% .9 of the population would be like, yes, totally fine. We don't care. Um, now, what we're seeing is some legislation through uh, potential legislation through Section 230, which we'll talk about in a minute um, in regards to how we perceive these private entities um, as a people. Do we see them as these neutral parties that simply can say, look, we're just the platform. Um, don't get angry with us. It's it's the users that you should fight against. Um, or are they liable for the content go that goes out? Um, them being a private company, should they be responsible? Um, if any of my employees says or does anything, or if I say or do anything in regards to Send It Rising, oh, we're liable. Oh, you bet we are. Um, and so we can't hide behind a platform. Um, so not if they don't hear information, Cruz shot back, back to the article. If you don't think you have the power to influence elections, why do you block anything? Dorsey claimed that his policies are, quote, making sure more that voices on the platform are possible, which is done by silencing abuse and harassment. He did admit that the policy under which the post story was censored was flawed uh, and that other users should not have been blocked from sharing links to it. Um, the uh, press secretary, McEnany, for example, uh, he claimed that individual users could now share the post story, but soon after Cruz tweeted that this was still not the case. So silencing abuse and harassment. Um, if I'm on Twitter, you know, I was on uh, Twitch and someone threatened to bomb my house, which is the craziest thing ever. Should the moderators at Twitch be able to log in and ban that account? Yeah, of course. Um, I think most people would agree that that is perfectly fine. Um, this election is so heated um, that this brings to the fore uh, just how powerful the social media platforms have become and how they can influence an election, especially when we're looking at Florida, uh, Ohio, when we're looking at the swing states. Um, I mean, they could be decided by a few thousand votes. And I would argue that Twitter has at least that much influence. Now, they are letting a lot slide, obviously. Um, and I think if they are going to remain this sort of neutral party, they have to be very wary of what they censor. Um, I feel like there's a lot of backlash on the right um, where folks are going to start boycotting these platforms and are going to stop using them. And then, you know, they would lose some of that power. You definitely have uh, places, uh, Reddit's a good example, very left-leaning social media platform. Um, you could make the argument that Ben Shapiro is very popular on Twitter. There's a lot of conservative voices that get censored or demonetized on YouTube and certain channels like that. So there, there is a culture war going on right now. Um, and I find it fascinating that, um, at least from my perspective as the owner of an internet marketing company, that these platforms that seem to be simply about uh, connecting the world um, uh, have become for lack of a better word, um, biased. And if you are in agreement with them, then you think, great, fantastic, I'm for it, good for them. And if you disagree with them, there aren't that many things you can do because they're private companies. So 
Um, if we were to flip the script, um, if something Biden had said was was censored, um, I believe there would be um, out, outrage on the left, and there should be. Um, so is there some sort of truth to the matter here? Um, is there some sort of perfect referee? Um, and I think the short answer is no. I think um, I'm reminded of uh, LeBron James. Uh, there's a clip of him when he's dribbling a basketball. He picks it up and just starts dribbling again. And uh, the defender, just someone who's not a big name in basketball, is absolutely perplexed. He looks to the referee. He looks at LeBron. He looks to the referee. He looks back and he's like, what? And the, the reality is that there's a different set of rules. Um, if you're LeBron James, the games get called differently by the refs. And so I think with this Hunter Biden um, case, which we're going to, in this next article, look at Jack Dorsey's response was, no, we don't have evidence that it isn't true. Um, now, I am reserving judgment on the facts of this because I don't think we have them yet, honestly. Um, I think that the whole Hunter Biden laptop leaking to Giuliani um, story is going to last for months and months and months. Um, I don't know the truth on this one, and I think it's going to take quite a quite a long time to understand the full depth and breadth of what exactly happened. Um, and so that is not typically what you're going to hear from most talking heads um, because the clicks come from jumping to conclusions, and I, I'm not going to do that. So Section 230, what exactly is it that we're talking about here? So the hearing of this, um, uh, this congressional hearing was titled, Does Section 230's Sweeping Immunity Enable ba Big excuse me, Tech Bad Behavior? A lot of alliteration. Let's do that one more time. Does Section 230's Sweeping Immunity Enable Big Tech Bad Behavior? That bad behavior being to its vocal conservative opponents, social media platforms censoring political viewpoints with which they disagree. But the law is much bigger than that. Section 230 allows websites to host content from users without being liable for it. That's from Vox.com. For instance, you can sue a Twitter user for a defamatory tweet, but you can't sue Twitter itself, which kind of on its face sounds crazy, doesn't it? Um, that uh, that you can't go after Twitter for not doing a better job of refereeing. It, it to me, it, it, it they're, they're acting almost like government institutions where ah, oh, you can't sue the government. There's just there's a there's a law against that. Um, they're immune. They're just immune. Um, now, all of the incredible things that Twitter and Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube have done for the world, and I and a lot of people are deriding them and saying that you know they're they're tearing apart the fabric of society. And I think all of us forget that if you simply turned off the internet right now, we'd all go crazy. Um, it's it's basically a public utility at this point. Um, a, a day without the internet is a day that I can't make money. Um, and so to forget about all of the incredible technological advancements we've made over um, the last years, um, 10, 20 years, uh, is, is crazy to me. It's It's simply nuts. Um, so that being said, um, do, does Twitter now that uh, they've made so much money, they've become so culturally ubiquitous, do they deserve that immunity? So without immunity from lawsuits over third-party content, platforms wouldn't allow it at all. So the question is, if we were to change the law and we were to ask Twitter and Facebook to, Facebook to be liable for crazy content, what you would see is a massive reduction in, uh, in what you could say on these platforms. And as a free speech proponent, you may make the argument that uh, that democracy loses when that happens, um, that people simply aren't able to share ideas. Um, and that that is not good. 
So the law also allows platforms to moderate user content as they see fit without losing that immunity. So they get it both ways. They can both moderate the content because they go, all right, tell you what, you know, we don't like this. We don't like that. It is what it is. If you're very open to the idea that it's a private company, they can do whatever they want, then they can do whatever they want. And you shouldn't be upset that they're censoring whoever they want or if they lean in whatever direction they want to lean in. Um, it is interesting to me that that typically is a sort of conservative viewpoint, which is let the company be the company. Um, and uh, and now because the strongest almost government entity like um, social media platforms are leaning to the left, as far as I can tell, um, then you have typical conservative um, angles or voices saying this is censorship, this is ridiculous. And so it's this sort of strange, um, allow the companies to do they, what they want, less regulation. Um, but in this particular instance, you know, don't censor free speech. And so this sort of um, this binary of yin yang, conservative, not conservative, this sort of stuff um, is, uh, is how do I how do I put this? It's more nuanced. Matices is the word in Spanish. Um, there's some nuance here. And so I would hope that uh, everyone continues to be a free thinker um, and looks at these items individually. So, for example, if you f tend to find yourself on the right, um, there may be some things on the left that that make sense to you. And I, I really think that sort of this tribalism has got to stop. Um, shout out to Chess Scientist. Haven't talked to you in forever. Thanks for swinging on by chat. He writes, oh, I was actually wondering about Section 230. And so there you have it. Good to see him. My good friend, my old friend from the Twitch channel. So while Attorney General Bill Barr and several Republican legislators want to change Section 230 to require websites to be politically neutral, yeah, good luck with that. In moderation decisions, President Trump has called for an outright repeal of the law. So let's run through what that would look like. Let's say they, they pass legislation where Section 230 is uh, repealed. Uh, what would that mean for Twitter? That would mean a flood of lawsuits um, and uh, perhaps even a, a new birth of local news as primary social media drivers. Um, so how so, I mean, you, there would be a whole new ecosystem because Facebook would lose massive revenue. Twitter would lose massive revenue. People would probably run screaming from these platforms because you this the the liability i think for twitter and facebook would create such a restrictive environment it would seem almost more like public school does that make sense so like facebook and twitter without that immunity are terrified of lawsuits now and you're posting content and if you want to post a picture of like a baby your new baby that should be fine but ooh don't say anything political um if the filters wouldn't catch something in time boom lawsuit there would be there would be an entire industry. It's almost like this. Personal injury attorneys exist because of car crashes largely in, uh, in modern day society. Um, they're basically car wreck lawyers. And when we have automated uh, vehicles, we're going to see that particular um, world uh, or discipline or profession uh, suffer. Like there just isn't going to be as much need for personal injury attorneys um, in the world of the automated car. Um, and so if this were to pass, um, I think uh, Facebook and Twitter would um, would see a, an absolute onslaught of a new kind of attorney, which would be the social media attorney. <laughs> right. Um, and people would go to school to be a social media attorney. And and we'll see. We'll see what happens there. So 
Final article of uh, the day here, news.yahoo.com. Senator Ron Johnson pressed Twitter CEO Jack Dorsey on his company's decision to block the spread of a New York Post story that was highly critical of Democratic nominee Joe Biden's son, Hunter Biden, at a Wednesday Senate hearing. Uh, What you did, this is a quote again, uh, with the New York Post, you don't think that censorship, that moderation policies, you don't think that influences the election by withholding what I believe is true information from the American public. Again, I'm reserving judgment on uh, on the truth of this particular story until more facts um, are investigated. Back to the quote, you don't think that interferes in elections? Johnson asked both Dorsey and Facebook CEO Mark Zuckerberg, who also testified before the Senate Commerce Committee. Our current moderation policies are to protect the integrity of the conversation around elections, Dorsey said, for both Mr. Zuckerberg and Mr. Dorsey, who censored New York Post stories or throttled them back Do either one of you have any evidence that the New York Post story is part of Russian disinformation or that those emails aren't authentic? Johnson said, we don't. Dorsey responded. So the fact that there isn't evidence right now um, that this is part of Russian disinformation is relevant, um, but I wouldn't say it's a knockout punch. And what I mean by that is Jack Dorsey may not know whether or not it's true, um, he admits that the censoring of the of the tweet was wrong. Um, they thought it was hacked. That feels sort of like a cover or something you say after the fact so that you don't get in too much trouble. I think Zuckerberg and Dorsey are starting to feel the heat and all of that pressure of all that money and success they've experienced in their life is really starting to tunnel um, into their psyche. Um, so for everyone out there that is uh, entirely obsessed with becoming a billionaire, here we've got Dorsey with a very long beard looking, I mean, to be honest, kind of tired, kind of beat up. Can you imagine um, trying to withstand that kind of criticism for that amount of time? Um, you know, there's a flip side to that sort of wealth. Um, and uh, what are my feelings about censorship? I feel like because we are in the election cycle, I feel like this is the final moment of a boxing match where there's like three seconds left on the clock. And this is just a big right haymaker. And they're just, they're throwing wild punches um, as we near the finish line. This election cycle to me, because of the pandemic, I would argue, um, is is so globally important um, that uh, everyone is all in. Everyone has pushed their chips uh, completely uh, forward on the table. So uh, let's go over the questions we've got here in chat. Chess scientist writes, just anytime the government tries to intervene into social media, something's going to screw up. You're going to inherently hurt democracy. So that's why there's no huge pieces of legislation. Uh, referring to it, he uh, continues, I also love the hypocrisy of our government. Sometimes we have intervened in over 80 elections. And the minute someone interferes with ours, we rage. So if you want to have your voice heard on the show, please do join us for the live show and uh, leave a comment in chat. Thank you to both Esther and Chess Scientist for doing that today. Appreciate it. Um, if you want to leave us a comment via email, you're listening to us on Spotify or iTunes after the fact, info at senditrising.com. That's info at senditrising.com. You can shoot us your question. Uh, if we like it, we'll feature it on the show. And then, of course, you can join us for the live show, 10.30 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, every single uh, Monday through Friday. Just type in marketing as a foreign language into YouTube. Subscribe, notification bell. You know the drill. Thank you, everyone, for swinging on by the show today. I appreciate the comments. thought this one was a good one. Uh, let me know your thoughts on Section 230. I'm really curious in the comments section below if you're listening to us on YouTube. Thanks so much. See you next time.